just do a little wrap-up and conclusion to our series that we've been in this season. She's off to boot camp. You ready for that? All right, let's just come before God and just open our hearts to him and just ask him to continue to speak to us today, all right? Father, right now, we just, we lay aside distractions and we just set our focus on you. And God, I just pray that each and every one of us will hear from you, will receive something from you today. God, speak to us what we need to hear by your spirit, God, speak to our hearts in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen, amen. amen. All right, well, over the last two weeks, you girls have filled out so many of these little testimony cards with just great stories of what God's been doing in your lives throughout this season of Chick Connection. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to start back at the beginning and just kind of do a quick little recap of this series, all right? Just letting it settle down in our hearts. And if you missed any of the teachings throughout this series, I just encourage you that to catch up with them online on our website or through the podcast and just really let God speak to you. There's been so many amazing stories of what he's doing in women's lives and I don't want anyone to miss out on what he's saying to his daughters at this time. So catch up with those things but we're going to be sharing some of those stories don't worry, anonymously, as we go through this little recap this morning. All right? You know, we started out this season talking about the fact that we can all call ourselves Christians. We are Christians who love God, believe in God, but yet sometimes we don't all behave in a very Christ-like manner. Has anyone ever noticed that? I'm sure you've noticed it of others, never of yourself, right? <laughs> but why is that? We are all a work in progress. We are all in this journey together. And the work that is hopefully, that is hopefully at work in us, that is progressing in us, is that work of transformation. The Spirit of God wants to transform us. He wants to transform us more and more and more to be like Him. And that transformation work is a continuous work. It is an internal work, and it is what causes us to live an inside-out life rather than an outside-in life, which we've talked so much about throughout this season. If you're just joining us today, I know we have some of you just joining us for the first time, we've said that an outside-in life is that life where everything on the outside the external circumstances, things that people say, the things that people do, anything we encounter, that those things on the outside dictate how we respond, how we feel, what our thoughts, our attitudes are like on the inside. But that's not the life God created us to live. He created us to live that inside out life where on the inside we are transformed by his spirit. And then what is on the inside dictates how we respond to what we encounter on the outside. We respond with God's nature, 
thinking as he thinks, responding in a way where he can be seen in the midst of any situation, in the midst of any challenge. And when we live that kind of life, we become whole. We started out this season talking about the fact that God doesn't want us to be fractured where we're one thing on the outside. We look like we're that good Christian woman, nice little church girl, but on the inside we're falling apart and something completely different. That's not what God wants. He wants us to be whole where what's on the inside is the same as what's on the outside. And so that's why we have been doing this series this season entitled She's Off to Boot Camp because it's time for us to get back to some basic training and time for us to really allow God's Spirit more and more to transform us. So we started out looking at that verse in Romans 12, verse 2, and I've kind of put some of these key scriptures from this season in a little uh, flip card thing for myself with some of these verses. And in Romans 12, 2, it says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. God wants there to be a transforming work, as it says here, in our minds, in the way we think. In our thoughts, in our feelings, in our desires, our judgments. He wants to overhaul the core of our being. And that transformation that God wants to do, it's an internal work. It is not an instantaneous work. It is a process. And it is an everyday, lifelong process. So don't let that be overwhelming or daunting. Oh, I'm still in process. Oh, I blew it. I'm still in process. Of course you are. We all are. None of us are perfected as long as we are on this earth. We are still a work in process. So let's embrace that process and go forward with God each day, letting him do his process, letting him do what he wants to do in us. God wants to completely transform us. So that's why we've been doing this study. Because no matter where we're at in that process, he's not done with us. No matter how long we've been walking with him, he is not done with us. And the more conscious we become each day of the work that he's wanting to do in us, then the more we'll cooperate with him and see that growth continually in our lives. So we talked about the fact that the enemy doesn't want that to happen, right? Does that make sense? If God's wanting this transforming work, he's wanting to do his plan, fulfill his purposes through our lives, do you think the enemy wants that to happen? No. So he opposes that. He is at war with that. And so we find ourselves in a bit of a battle. And we are in a battle between... The Spirit of God saying, come on, sweetheart, come on, make the right choices, do the right things, because I've got an amazing life out here. I want to be seen through you in everything that you're doing. But then we have the enemy who calls us through our fleshly, sinful, unredeemed nature and says, ah, oh, no. Just retaliate to that person. Just lash out. And saying, here, choose the way of the flesh, right? And over here, choose the way of the spirit. Kind of like the old cartoons with the, <laughs> you know, on your shoulders. The spirit of God and the enemy. 
So we find ourselves in this battle. So this season, that's what we've really been talking about, is how do we navigate this battle that goes on every day? So we talked about the basics. First of all, recognizing we're in a battle. So often we can go through life never even realizing that this battle is raging, and we just give in to every little whim. We've got to be women who recognize that this is a very real battle. It is not a battle of flesh and blood, right? Haven't we said that? Is this a battle with your husband? No. Is it a battle with your child or with your parent? No, it's not a flesh and blood battle. It's a spiritual battle with a very real enemy. And Jesus himself said, there's a devil, he's a liar, and he is the father of lies. And then in John 10.10, Jesus says, the thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy, but I have come that they might have life and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That's what he wants for us. And the Bible tells us that Jesus gave us power and authority over the enemy. But we just have to learn how to exercise that authority, how to navigate this battle every day, choosing his way for our lives. So we know we're in a battle, and then we talked about where does the battle take place. In Romans 7, the Apostle Paul said, When I want to do right, I inevitably do what's wrong. There is another power within me that is at war with my mind. That's what the Apostle Paul said. And that's where this battle takes place. So much of it takes place here in our minds, our thoughts, our feelings, our attitudes, right? We've seen that as we've gone through scriptures this season and talked about that. So the battle takes place in our minds. And then Romans 8 tells us that we have a choice. When we think about that sinful, fleshly nature and its desires, it tells us that then we will be controlled by those desires. But if we think about the Spirit of God, then we'll be controlled by the Spirit of God. So in Romans 8, in verse 12, it says, Therefore, dear brothers and sisters, you have no obligation to do what your sinful nature urges you to do. Isn't that good news? For if you live by its dictates, you will die. But through the power of the Spirit, if through the power of the Spirit you put to death the deeds of your sinful nature, you will live. Ladies, the choice is ours. It is up to us. And all of our thoughts will line up with one or the other. Every thought we have will line up with the ways of God and what his Spirit's leading us to do or the ways of the enemy and our human, fleshly, unredeemed nature, which follows after his nature. So we're in a battle. It takes place in our minds. We've, how, let me ask you this. When does this battle take place? How often do you think? (laughs) All the time. So just be prepared. The battle is raging all the time. And if we're in a battle, we have to be prepared and know how to fight that battle. 1 Timothy 4, 7, it says to train yourselves towards godliness. It doesn't just happen automatically. But you know what? The Bible tells us how to be prepared. We talked about so many of these things throughout this season. We talked about the fact that we've been given armor to wear. We went back to some of the basics. And his word tells us in Ephesians 6 that we've been given this armor 
And we talked about the different pieces of armor. We've been given the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness or integrity, as some versions say. Our feet are covered with peace. We've been given the shield of faith and the helmet of salvation. These are all pieces of the armor that we've been given for our protection. And we wear them by living them out by doing life in them daily. As soon as we make a commitment to God and we surrender our lives to him, it does not mean that we automatically walk in the armor. We're automatically clothed in the armor. No, it's not an uh, immediate thing. There's not a magic wand that's waved over our heads and said, poof, there's your armor. Doesn't work like that. And you know what else? It is not a magic formula prayer. It's not something that we just get up in the morning and say, I put on the armor today, I shod my feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, I put on the helmet of salvation, and so on, and it's there. It's not a magic formula prayer. We live in the armor by growing in understanding of God's truth, God's righteousness and integrity, his peace, faith in him, walking out our salvation. We grow in understanding of those things, and then we begin to live in them. That's how we navigate life in his armor. And when we do that, there's this supernatural protection that comes on our lives as a result. The armor is there for our benefit, for our protection. So we talked about that protection that comes. And then we talked about the fact that we've been entrusted with weapons. The word tells us about weapons that we have been entrusted with by God to use in this battle. And we talked about um, what the weapons are for. You know, the word clearly tells us. So often we can think of the weapons, okay, we know the sword of the spirit, the word of God, that's one of the weapons we've been given, and so somebody crosses our path and they're not behaving very Christ-like, so we beat them over the head with the word of God and we think we're using our weapon on them. That is not what the weapons are for. It tells us clearly in 2 Corinthians 10, verses uh, 4 and 5, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and destruction of strongholds inasmuch as we refute arguments and the theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. And we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ the Messiah, the Anointed One. We've been given these weapons to be able to annihilate wrong thinking, strongholds, arguments, theories, reasonings, pride, anything within us that sets itself up as contrary to God and his nature. It says we lead every thought captive. We don't sit back and pray, okay, God, you take all my thoughts captive. No, we have to do it. And he gives us weapons, and we talked about three weapons that he's given us. The first weapon was the word of God. We've got to know what the word says and know what we're thinking and know if what we're thinking lines up with the word. And if not, we take those thoughts captive and replace them with the word of God. It is a weapon that we've been given. Second weapon we talked about is that weapon of prayer. We have been entrusted 
with this weapon of prayer? Are we actively using it, allowing our prayers to be that weapon to annihilate the enemy, or are we just allowing our prayers to be complaintless to God? We've been entrusted with this weapon of prayer. Does our prayer life look like a spiritual weapon? Let's be women who use our weapons wisely. And then we talked about the weapon of worship and praise. And we talked about so many examples in the Word where worship was used to win physical battles on earth. And then we just saw examples where worship brought freedom from persecution and extreme opposition. Worship brought healing and deliverance. Worship brought greater understanding of God. Worship brought the presence of God. Worship is a powerful weapon against the enemy. And we just need to be women who cultivate that lifestyle of worship. It will change our perspective. It will change our attitude. It will encourage our hearts. It will help us find freedom and deliverance in the battles of life. And as we saw in the Word, as we went through those teachings, we saw that others are always impacted by it. That is the result, and that is the heart of God. So we've been entrusted with these amazing weapons. But you know what? Sometimes we sit back, oh, yeah, my obligation as a Christian, i got to read my Bible, i got to pray, oh, yeah, i got to worship, okay. They're not obligations. They're weapons that have been entrusted to us to help us navigate and win this battle of life that we walk out every day. And so as... As I've talked with many of you throughout this series, I've heard so many of you say that it was like light bulbs that went off, realizing I'm in a battle. I don't have to just wander aimlessly. Uh, let me just read to you a couple of the cards that women had filled out. Might need my glasses for this. <laughs> it has reminded me to watch my thoughts, my words, my actions. Reminded me that I am a warrior fighting battles daily, and I can bring purposeful prayers to God, purposeful prayers for myself and for others. Being focused on God and not myself is transforming me. Someone else wrote, I've seen such total personal growth and experienced peace that passes all understanding in all that's going on in my life. And I now know how to arm myself for battle and how to recognize the enemy and his tactics. We need to really let these things sink into our hearts and know how to walk in our armor, know how to use our weapons so that we see the victory in life that God created us to live and experience fullness of life in him. And then we talked about the condition of our battlefield, remember? We talked about the fact that when a soldier's in battle, if the battlefield is full of debris and uneven terrain and rutted out and there's quicksand and ditches and big sinkholes, it's going to make it a bit more challenging for that soldier to take a position to effectively annihilate the enemy, right? Does that make sense? All right. You're all still with me? The quiche and bacon hasn't put you into a food coma? So we talked about the fact that we need to recognize the condition of our battlefield. And where's our battlefield? 
in our mind. And so we just took time and talked about mindsets and patterns of thinking that can become strongholds. Because a lot of us carry hurt and anger and resentment and bitterness and confusion and doubt and worry and judgmental, critical attitudes and suspicious thoughts and anxiety and depression and guilt and shame and all kinds of things that we talked about as we taught that. But we also said that those are not normal, healthy conditions of our mind that God wants because 1 Peter 5, 7 tells us to cast all our cares on him. It is our right and our privilege to cast all our cares on him, right? He doesn't want us to have turmoil in our minds. He wants our minds to be at peace. So how do we live with a mind that's at peace? It tells us in Philippians 4, 6 through 8, it says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And then I love the last part of this, verse 8. Finally, brethren... Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And we talked about those verses. Do you know if we meditate, think on someone's negative qualities, the things about them that are driving us crazy, it won't put our mind at peace? But if we find the things in them that are praiseworthy, it puts our mind at peace, changes our attitude, changes our outlook. There's so much to that. And we, just, we talked a lot about that in the lessons when we um, went through that section. I encourage you to catch up with those if you haven't. But we need to trust God and see his peace overshadow us. And let him wipe out the wrong thinking, the strongholds that have been there. A few more of these stories. This one, she says, through Chick Connection, it brought my family closer and brought dramatic changes in my attitude. This one, she says, I've seen chains broken in my life, strongholds broken, and I've received the Holy Spirit. This one, she says, I praise God for the messages of Chick Connection because I have a much better awareness of how the enemy has had a stronghold in my mind. I had a history of tailspins, wild emotions that got me in so much trouble. Victory over this has created a whole new perspective and freedom. That's what God wants. And then there were so many stories. Women who have been set free from addictions from drug addictions and other things. And let me just share this one with you. It says, I never thought I would say this out loud or to anyone else. I have been fighting my demons and the constant battle of addiction for seven years. I let a cold, sharp razor control me. I let that blade be my escape, my rock, my dear friend, and something I could always count on. When I had stress, I would cut. When I was angry, I would cut. When I was depressed, I would cut. I let that razor be my rock instead of relying on and seeking comfort in God. Pastor Ann said what I needed to hear in 2 Corinthians 5:17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. I held on to that Bible verse as my beacon of hope. 
Chick Connection became my beacon of hope. It became my safe place, my sanctuary. These ladies were there with kind words, love, wisdom, and open arms have secretly saved me. So thank you. I know I'm not alone. How awesome is that? God is amazing, and that's what he wants. He wants freedom in our lives. And then we just talked about some of the traps of the enemy, right, that we need to be aware of. And we talked about the trap of offense and recognized from Scripture that it really is a trap of the enemy and that Scripture tells us that those who are offended are taken captive by the enemy to do his will. Wow. And we just cannot afford to pick up an offense. And there were so many stories that women came and shared with me after we talked about offenses. Let me share a couple with you. This one, she says, this season I've been blessed with the freedom to breathe again, to exhale, to release, and rest in all that God has for my life. I've been released, freed from offenses, which I thought I had under control, but was only deceiving myself. God wants us whole. I thank God for restoring healing my heart and making me whole. This one, she says, I loved the teaching on offense, recognizing the traps that the enemy sets in front of us. It makes a world of difference when the trap is recognized. We can be free from strongholds, battles in our minds. Thank you. I'm getting good at recognizing offense. And this one, she shares a story that she had uh, falling out with another woman and had really struggled with forgiving her. And she says, I felt that I was being spoken to personally when you talked about forgiveness and how you didn't have, and how you don't, try that again, and how if you don't forgive, you have a roadblock between you and God and his blessings. She said, I knew I did not want that in my life. And so she goes on to say how she approached this woman and they began to talk and she says we even hugged and a huge burden lifted off of me i knew i did the right thing and when i did forgive blessings flowed into our lives as a result how awesome is that There were several others that came and talked to me personally about relationships being restored when offenses were let go of, a relationship with a sister that was restored, a relationship with a mother that was restored, a relationship with a brother where they hadn't spoken in years and years. God is amazing. He just wants us to choose to live according to his spirit. And then he rushes in and does the supernatural in our lives. And then we also talked about uh, the trap, the enemy's trap of insecurities and how we usually think of insecurity as a lack of self-confidence when in reality it's a lack of God confidence. Because if we try to gain confidence in self, it shifts our confidence from God to ourselves and sets us up to be on an emotional roller coaster. Remember we talked about that because it 
If it's all on us and our confidence comes from ourselves, that means that we will either be really self-confident or really hate ourselves one day, depending on how good we're doing, depending on our failures, depending on how we measure up to that person we're comparing ourselves to that day. It sets us up for this emotional roller coaster. God just wants us to be secure in him, and it takes care of everything else. A few ladies shared this one. She said, God has helped me to be strong, to soften my heart from pain and hurt. He has forgiven me and helping me know that I do matter. When our security comes from God, we can rest in that fact. I matter. I matter to God. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks, what the lies from the enemy are. We rest in God. This one, she says that her confidence in God was fortified. This one, she says, it opened my eyes to see pride in me and its cousin insecurity. And if you remember in that teaching, we talked about how closely related pride and insecurity are. And then this one, she says, Chick Connection has shown me how to be confident and have humility. And you know what? That's what happens when our confidence is in God. There's no arrogance to it. We know it's not about us. It's all about him, and it brings a humility with it. And then we talked about the fact that there are plenty of other traps that the enemy sets for us, but we just have to recognize they always have two consistent characteristics. They'll always be full of lies, and they will always try to get our focus shifted to self because that's the nature of the enemy. Lucifer fell because he wanted to be worshiped. He wanted it to be all about him. So if we just can get that in our minds, in our hearts, that, man, when focus is on me, I'm choosing my fleshly, unredeemed, sinful nature. But when focus is off of me, I'm choosing the Spirit of God. So we've got to recognize those things. And then we've got to be women that just continue to press on, that don't give up making those choices every day. And last week, we spent lots of time just talking about the reason that it's so important that we allow the Spirit of God to transform us. It's not about us. It's not so we can say, look how transformed I am. Look how much like Jesus I am. It's always about others, so that others can be seen. So that what's on the inside is God's nature just gushing forth through us to make a difference into others' lives. And women have shared so many other things about how God has just been working, doing that, transforming work on the inside of them. You know what? I just commend all of you because it's not, it can't happen with us without us allowing God to do it. But when we surrender and allow him to do it, he will do amazing things beyond what we can ever imagine. You want to hear a few more of these? All right, we'll just share a few. I know we're running late. It was because of that buffet line this morning. <laughs> uh, okay, I found a renewed spirit to step up my relationship with God, spending more time with him in prayer and in the word. I've been encouraged to step out of my comfort zone, make myself available to be used by God. I have grown tremendously. I want God to use me. This one, she says, God has helped me to stretch, and I've and it's helped me to walk in a deeper relationship with him, to grow in my faith. He's helped me to connect with other women in a time in my life when I felt lonely. It has given my, Chick Connection has given my life more purpose. 
and meaning. It has filled me with faith and hope. It is what my heart desires to take in the messages. God has spoken to me. He's answered my prayers, bringing my family to see the Lord. And I have received so many blessings financially and emotionally. This one, she says, through Chick Connection, I have grown closer to the Lord. I've learned how to give with a cheerful heart. I'm now reading my Bible with my husband daily. How cool is that? There's so many. I, God, God has helped me to understand who and what he has created me to be and to do. He's encouraged me during times of doubt, uplifted me during times of weariness. This one, she says she's received encouragement for her marriage and in her relationship with her teenagers. It's helped this one keep closer to the Lord. She says it's helped her to stay in the word and taught her how to forgive and find peace. All oh, this one, she says, my faith in God has really been renewed and refreshed. Thank you for the teachings. I have become so bold, strong, so much faith in God and waiting on his promises. I wish I could put more into words to express the joy in my heart. I have found so much freedom, peace, and joy. How awesome is that? And then there's so many that go on to talk about how, much they've, how many friendships they've made and how women have just been there to support them and encourage them through some of the hardest situations and difficult times of life. Let's see. I'll just flip through because I know we're like out of time. But um, these... And th- prayer, the answered prayer from you guys praying at your tables. We've seen... Um, uh, Let's see, kidney stones dissolved, arthritis healed. It's amazing. God is just incredible. So many about just finding great friendships. It's allowed me to get to know other mommies that I'm able to relate to on many different levels. It's also given me the opportunity to be part of my church. It's given me a sense of peace and encouragement. It gives me the chance to recharge so that I'm able to be a better wife and mother. Love that. Oh, so many. Um, I love this. At first, I felt all alone after my husband passed away. But coming to the bridge and Chick Connection, I feel I belong. I love that. That's the heart we want to have here because that's the heart of God. Okay, and two more. Can you handle two more? All right. God has helped me heal my broken heart after having my miscarriage. Chick Connection saved me from not coming out of the hole that I was in. The ladies at my table have brought me back to life, and I am so thankful to God and everyone he has brought me closer to while in my struggle. So much more that won't fit on this card. <laughs> Love that. You know what, ladies? That's what it's about. Ministry is not just what happens from the platform. It's what happens at every table, in the pamper lounge, over the refreshment time. God uses all of us. And he encourages each other through all of us. God has used you in this season. Thank you for letting him use you. And let's just close with one more. I love this. She says, I came into a walk with God since I started coming to Chick Connection. I think differently, act differently, parent differently. My whole being has changed for the better for a better that I never knew was possible or even existed. I am forever grateful. Looking forward to next season.
How awesome is that? Give yourselves a good hand. Yeah, give yourselves a hand for allowing God to do his work. That's what it's all about. Don't give up. You know what? We all will make those choices each day, choosing to live according to the spirit rather than according to the flesh. You know what? There may be days we blow it. Can I just tell you, don't give up. No matter what, let's keep pressing forward. The enemy wants us to beat ourselves up if we blow it. Say, oh, look at you. You may as well just stay there. No. The Spirit of God is over here saying, come on, sweetheart, get back up. Let's keep going. There's so much more ahead. God has great things ahead for every one of you, for all of us. And I know that we're women determined to walk into those things. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to just pray for you this morning. Why don't you do something? Just grab the hands around your table. And as I pray for you, why don't you just begin to pray for the one on your right and on your left. Father, God, we just come before you right now. And Father, first of all, we just thank you. Thank you for what you have done by your spirit in this season of Chick Connection. God, thank you. But Father, I also thank you that you are not done. There is so much more that you're wanting to do in and through every one of us. God, we're so grateful for that. So grateful we get to do life with you. And so, Father, right now, I just pray that you would just continue to transform us by your spirit. God, I pray that each and every one of us would just become so consciously aware every day of the choices that we have to make, choosing the way of your spirit or choosing the way of our unredeemed, selfish, fleshly nature, the way of the enemy. God, help us to hear the voice of your spirit rising up within us with every choice, every decision that comes our way so that we'll choose to live according to your spirit, so that we will be women who walk into the fullness of all that you have for us. Thank you, God, that you have a great future for all of us. You have amazing things ahead. You want to use every one of us. And Father, I just pray right now that you would just do miraculous things in and through our lives. Continue your transforming work. God, may we yield and surrender to you to see you do all that you want to do in and through our lives, God. Have your way. Have your way in and through us, Father. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen. Amen, amen. amen.